You're listening to Family Rules, the podcast on BYU Radio, inspiring ideas, inspiring families. Hey, everybody. I'm your host, Brooke Walker. Welcome to Family Rules, the podcast on BYU Radio. This show is all about inspiring families with inspiring ideas. It's a companion project to a show you may have seen on BYU TV by the same name, Family Rules. We have a little more time, maybe a little more fun even, on this show as we explore the kind of topics that will make your family better and stronger. I'm not one to bring my, quote, personal problems to work, but today I am ears open, as I'm sure many of you will be as well with the topic. We're talking about how to use the great outdoors to strengthen and fortify your family. I don't consider myself an adventurist. I live in the great state of Utah, mountains in my backyard, and yet a lot of my time, especially in the winter season, is spent hunkered down inside. So I'm really excited to get the advice and the encouragement of today's guest. Natalie Oki is a mother of three boys. She grew up in California, but since has also relocated to Utah and fallen in love with this great outdoors state. She has a degree in elementary education, as does her husband, Randy. They met while teaching elementary school and have been married for 18 years. They started a blog called Utah's Adventure Family about 10 years ago with the goal to share fun and easy family activities. It's since expanded as their family has expanded and so has their outdoor goals set. Listen as Natalie tells us about an ongoing goal in her family to not only get outside as a family once a week, but to explore a certain number of national parks. They've got a great goal there. Natalie also has excellent advice on how to make it doable, how to make it affordable, and how to make outdoor adventures part of your family experience. I just want to be you. You just want to be me? Yeah, I want to be the fun mom. You are the fun mom. Everybody (laughs) can be the fun adventure mom. Was this adventure passion always in you even before you became a mom? Were you always naturally inclined to all things outdoors? I wasn't. I didn't really do a lot of outdoorsy things growing up. We would go to national parks sometimes and my mom loved animals. She always talked about birds and animals and, but we didn't hike or do those kinds of things that we kind of encourage in our family now. It's something that Randy and I fell in love with together. Our very first... As a couple, that became kind of a love. Yes. So our very first year of marriage, we decided to go to Yellowstone. Uh Uh-huh. And we just loved it. We loved the scenery. We loved the animals. We loved hiking. And it kind of changed what our family was where we took our family in the end. We didn't have kids yet, but we have gone back to Yellowstone every other year. It's kind of a tradition now. It's our favorite place. And that's really where we fell in love with the outdoors. So I spoke on a high level of the research and we could get into the nitty the nitty gritty of that. But I'm more curious to hear your personal experience as a mom on the ground. What do you find are the benefits when you scoop your family up and encourage them out the door? What What's the payoff for you as parents? What are the benefits of embracing outdoors, embracing nature, and using that in your parenting? So we have noticed a lot of things that have blessed our family by doing these adventures in the outdoors together. Number one, it helps us to take a step away from everything at home. We don't worry about sports or school or have our phones going off or friends texting. 
because most of the places you go, you don't have service, which is a, a blessing. You can but, say bye-bye to the beeps and the dings and everything right. technology interrupts us with. And when we are away from that, we just are able to really be together as a family. And I know that we can find those opportunities at home, but for some reason when we're out in nature, it's just more peaceful and relaxing. And we're able to learn together as we're outdoors. We like to learn about the places we're visiting and the animals and birds we'll see. And we explore together and notice things and we have good discussions about the outdoors. It's perhaps appropriate that we're going to dive into this topic now. At the time of our conversation, we're in the thick of winter here in Utah, and a lot of people, myself included, feel really limited about what we can do outside. So how often is your family getting outside on a weekly basis? We have a goal to go outdoors in some type of activity once a week. Once a week. And in the winter, that is hard. We have to really schedule it into our life or we'll we do like to kind of hunker down okay, for the it's winter not just me pajamas <laughs> hot chocolate it just comes with the season <laughs> it does and it sounds so nice but even on those cold days just taking a few minutes to be outside I don't know it's just kind of gives us a recharge and um trying to think of the word a pick-me-up of sorts Kind of a pick me up, but it also just, it's just, we just love that it's like our family time. We've just mm. scheduled it as part of what we do. Like we have this family time and we have to move it around every week based on everyone's schedule, but we make sure we include it in what we're doing. And it's just become so important to us and our family. And we rely on it, rely on it to be there for each other. So fair to say what started as a goal has now become habitual. Like it's just part of your family yeah. life. It's what you do. It's who you are. Yes, definitely. And it took a long time. Like you mentioned, we started small. We didn't always have this goal of every week, but we used to, you know, just in the summer, we'd start outside, but then we realized just how happy we were as a family and what the relationships we were building. And so we wanted to make it a more consistent thing. As we talk about those benefits, you talked about the escape, right? Getting away from all of the distractions. You talked about the connection, the happy factor. You feel better when you're outside together. I know there was a a poignant takeaway as well with your son, Seth. You say nature was part of his healing. Tell us about that. So Seth was born with a heart defect that we did not know about before he was born. Um, He uh, was in the hospital. He seemed like a healthy baby. And then the night before I was supposed to go home with him, the nurses noticed his feet were really cold and they couldn't feel a pulse in his feet. And they were worried and they, he ended up in the NICU and they found out that he had a narrowing in his aorta. So he wasn't pumping blood through his body like he needed to. And he ended up having a surgery, open heart surgery when he was six days old. So grateful for modern medicine and primary children's hospital. Six days old. (laughs) Yes. So he was so little. And one of the worries we had was, is he going to be able to do the things that we love to do? You know, at this point we had two other boys and we had started this journey of being this outdoorsy family and loving to adventure. And we talked a lot about that and the doctors assured us that he would be able to, but it was still a worry for us. 
but as he grew, we just took him everywhere. I look back now and I think, how did I take this baby who had just had a heart <laughs> surgery on a hike? Like how, but we just embraced it and we, um, treated him just like we would our other boys. Like we were counseled to do by our doctors sure, sure. and we, we look now and he just had a heart appointment um, last summer and they said his heart is so strong. If we didn't know that he'd had this, we, we wouldn't even be able to tell. Like, And we believe that that's because he's hiked. I mean, he's hiked more than I had ever hiked in my whole life before I got married. By the time he was five, he'd hiked hundreds of miles of trails. We'd spent so much time outdoors and we believe that that strengthened his heart and really helped him to heal and become a strong oh, what a boy. Blessing. What a blessing. All right. I'm not yeah. a whiner. You should know that about me, but I'm going to play devil's advocate here and represent okay. the moms out there that may have some concerns or some gripes about this challenge <laughs> to be more outdoorsy. First, it's expensive. It's expensive. I got to have all this equipment. I need the right stuff, the right gear to do the right activity. What would you say to a mom who might be feeling the burden of the budget? That's a good concern. We try to keep things really simple. We don't buy fancy hiking shoes or fancy water bottles. We have regular backpacks that we take on our hikes and just a water bottle that you'd buy at the store. And we believe that you can have a good adventure outdoors if you have a snack and a water bottle and a good attitude. Hey, done and done. <laughs> water bottle, so, check, snack, check, yeah. good attitude. You're good to go. Perfect. Okay. And there are certain adventures, I guess, that you might feel that you'd need fancy things if you're doing skiing adventures. But we, like I said, we try to keep it simple. It doesn't have to be a big ordeal. You can have fun even in your backyard. All right. Question number two. What if I like the idea of being outside once I'm outside, but the buildup, the preparation, the packing, the loading, that seems like a lot of work. Do you feel my wine? Do you feel my wine coming out in full force? Is yes. the effort worth it? What do you say to the mom out there who's like, I have, you know, you have three kids, I have six kids, whatever the count is, and getting together the group and rallying, rallying them for something like this feels like a lot of effort. It is a little bit of effort. But we feel that the effort is worth the rewards that you'll get for it. And what we've learned over the years is just a little bit of preparation can go a long way. We mentioned we just have a regular backpack, but we call it our hiking backpack. And it has just the essentials that live in it. So we have Band-Aids. We have... Um, we usually put in some suckers or Jolly Ranchers or at the beginning of the summer. Those are like our treats for hiking that they can live in there. And we have a bird book. We have, I don't know, all sorts of different things. But then it's easy. All I have to do is throw the water bottles in and we're ready to go. Nice. And we just grab shoes. And um, so we've tried to make it simple in our life that way. And we involve the kids. We try to help them to be responsible that they have to pick, a, you know, now, especially that our kids are older, they have to get their own snacks and fill their water bottles. But, but you pre-pack a little bit. You have this pre-assembled backpack that's essentially a grab and go once you refill it with the snacks and the water bottle, tie your shoes, you're out the door. Yes. What we if, found that to help so what much. If I'm into it, Natalie, but I've got a kid who isn't. Like I am dragging this eight-year-old up the mountain. Is it worth that force? <laughs> Is it worth that push? Do you find the payoff eventually comes no matter how resistant a child may be? I think so. I I have a heart. I 
don't know I have a great solution for this because our kids have always loved it. And I think that it's helped that we started young. So maybe our suggestion is to start young. But oftentimes we do have a few kids now that throw a fit about where we're going or what we're doing because they'd rather go somewhere else. I mean, shocker, they have opinions, these preteens. I know, I know. (laughs) But usually by the time we get there and we get outside and we start... I don't know. Nature just has a way of making all those problems seem to melt away, at least for our family. We found that once we're there and we've found some rocks to throw in the river or a worm to look at, everybody kind of forgot that they didn't want to be there and we can enjoy our time together. So I think that persistence is worth it. And I think that most kids love to be in nature. They have that love They just naturally connect, maybe even a little better than we do as adults. Well said. I know you sometimes sprinkle games in the mix, like Nature Bingo is on your rotation. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. So we play lots of different games sometimes when we have dragging feet, (laughs) as my husband calls them, the the little toddler maybe that's lagging behind because he's getting tired. (laughs) But Nature Bingo, when our kids were little, we kept these in our backpack. So that's something you could have in your prepared backpack, but it's just a little sheet and it has common things you would find in nature, a leaf, a flower, a rock, a river, a lake, things that you might find while you're out, um, even in your backyard. You mentioned worms a couple of times. Worms are good. The show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then it kind of gives them something to do while they're out there. And in a way it takes their mind off of maybe that their feet are tired. Sure. And other things we like to do are we tell stories. My husband's an expert storyteller. And so he tells stories. We try to name all the people in our family, our extended family. We do math problems. You do math problems. (laughs) It's a problem with having two teachers as parents. (laughs) Education is always on. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So I think that anything... That just didn't, you know, makes it more enjoyable. And sure. maybe some people like to listen to music. I mean, other people don't encourage that out on the trail, but maybe if you need to have a little music to help someone along, that wouldn't be the end of the world if you kept it quiet. So a little distraction, <laughs> engagement as well, maybe a better word, yes. engaging them in a way that works for their interests or their their sensories. Yes. All right. What about the mom who might not know where to start? Like I'm talking base level. I'm talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about me. Like, what is a good gateway activity, a good entry activity that a family could try to get their feet wet a little bit toward the goal of of being more open to the great outdoors? I think that our favorite thing to do is to hike. So that's what I always recommend because you can find the simplest hikes even inside the city, even right here in Salt Lake county or Provo or wherever in Utah, there's always little nature trails, maybe even just at a park that we count as hikes, even though other people might not. I was going to say, we have the (laughs) blessings of mountains in our backyard, but this conversation being carried nationwide, I know there are other people that might say, oh, you got it so good where you live, but you're pointing out the neighborhood trails or the parks. There's something accessible near you in your community. Yes, I believe that you can find something no matter where you go. You just have to sometimes do a little research. And that's how we ended up starting our website was because we felt there was nowhere to find good information. We couldn't find family-friendly trails for our young kids. 
And so we decided we'd do some research and then we'd share so that it'd be easier for other people. But I know there's lots of resources nationwide now. I feel like there's so many more resources than when we began 10 years ago. The pool has grown. I think, you know, in large part, and we don't want to give technology a bad rap, but in large part, people are searching for the anti-tech activity. Like, what can I do to pull my family away from the screens? So I'm glad to hear you agree that there are additional resources, expanding resources out there for families to access and get ideas from. What has nature taught you about yourself, Natalie? As a mom, we focus on the benefits for your family, the connection. I know even sibling to sibling, you feel like those bonds are stronger because of the time spent in the outdoors. But individually, have you seen a payoff from your perspective as well? I think the biggest thing that I have learned, and it's helped me as a mom, is to let little things go. (laughs) I know that seems like kind of maybe a weird thing, but I used to stress so much. You mentioned like people thinking about getting everything ready to go. I used to stress about making sure I had every single thing and we had extra clothes and we had the lunch, like just everything. And then I would, you know, in a way almost be frustrated if it didn't go exactly how I planned. And so it's helped me to learn that things don't always go as planned. And it's okay because even when I forgot to bring someone's water bottle, we shared water. Or if I forgot to pack a full lunch for everybody, we were okay. And somebody got mud all up and down their pants. It was okay. And that has been an important lesson for me that I've applied everywhere that I can let those little things go and it helps our family to just be happier and enjoy our time together. And that's what has been become really important to me is that it's more about the family time than about me making the perfect memory. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. And you're kind of speaking to mindfulness a little bit, which is a movement right now. We hear that word a lot. But also I think embracing the process. I had this, I had this quite, quite significant moment for me early in motherhood where I the house was falling to bits. It's one of those moments, you know, obviously an hour before dinner is when it usually hits at my house, but everything seemed to be, you know, going wrong and crashing and I'm changing a diaper and it's a mess of a day. And I just had this significant thought, this prompting, if you will, like, this is it. As in the process is part of it. As you talk about things going wrong, mud on the trail or forgotten lunches or whatever it is, like that's it, right? That process becomes part of the experience. It's not getting to the end of the trail necessarily. That's the gold star moment, but it's what happens all along the way, I'm hearing you say, that become those interconnecting moments that really matter. Yes, I definitely agree. And I love that you say you don't have to get to the end of the trail. There have been times where we've had to turn around on an adventure. Like we, um, somebody had an accident or sure. yeah, we were covered in mud or whatever, but those are sometimes the memories you remember the most because it's where you kind of pull together to make it through those harder times. And I think those are lessons that I really want my kids to learn that they can take with them in life. Amen. Well said, sister. Is there a standout activity over the years? We've kind of kept you at my level, basic beginner <laughs> hikes around the street, right? <laughs> Neighborhood pass right. through the through the blocks. But is there a standout adventure over the years that maybe is a little more big scale that, that stands out to you as best of the best or good memory maker or that tops our list? That's a tough one. You've I had we so love, many, I know. I know. I know. We... Our favorite thing to do, I mean, we love Utah and we really want to explore every corner of Utah, but our favorite thing really is to visit. We have this goal to visit every national park. 
It's <sighs> kind of a lofty goal. That's a good We're, one. We hope in our years that to be able to make it, I don't know. It's amazing. There's, and they keep adding How them. How many are there? I think they're 63 oh, now. that's amazing. And so we aren't super amazing. I think we've been to 20, so we have a long way hey, to go. that's pretty good. But national parks are just a great place to embrace outdoors. And they have junior ranger programs to help yeah. with your kids. And they're just such beautiful places. And so those are probably our favorite adventures. I, I need to add that to our family goal set. I didn't find out until after we were married that my husband had an existing goal to visit every major ballpark in the United States. He he somehow oh. withheld that from me until it came time to plan that first vacation. <laughs> and suddenly we were basing it around the parks he hadn't yet been to. You know what I'm saying? So yes. uh, we could use a different a different goal set at my house. I like the way you're thinking. <laughs> Natalie, I've really enjoyed this conversation. And what I love about you and the resources and information you share are you do you is is that you do keep it very basic, very streamlined. You make it seem doable, approachable, and ultimately just so rewarding. Where can can we get more? I know a lot of your ideas, you know, center here locally to where you're based in Utah, but where can we find more outdoor inspiration from you? Our website is utahsadventurefamily.com and we share on Facebook and Instagram as well. And we do have everything we can about national parks. So we've been all over the country for those, but we have lots of adventure ideas on our site. Well, thank you for sharing. We appreciate it. I'm going home to plan my hike. <laughs> You'll love it. I promise. <laughs> it's on. I don't doubt it. I trust you fully. Thanks again, Natalie. I appreciate you. Thank you. You've been listening to Family Rules, the podcast on BYU Radio. Our guest today, Natalie Oki of the blog Utah's Adventure Family. You can also go there for information about the national park. What a great goal set the Oki family's had to visit all of the national parks here in our glorious United States. And I'm sure she'd have some inspiration and ideas to share if you are feeling that similar pull to flex the benefit of the great outdoors in your family. If you've enjoyed this conversation, we invite you to subscribe, rate, or review this podcast, and we hope you'll join us next time. Thanks for listening. Family Rules, the podcast is a production of BYU Broadcasting.